Welcome to another sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Rand. Hey, that's me. What's going on, guys? Uh, well, I just uh, I wanted to start by telling all of our our loyal listeners. Yep. Uh, you might or might not have been listening to Morning Edition uh, this past uh, Thursday. Many of them yeah. do. Yeah, many, many of them, of them do. do. And you might have heard a piece on there where they were profiling famed podcaster Joel Anderson, who's hosting Slow Burn for season three. Yep. Which is about the murders of Biggie and Tupac. And you're probably wondering yourself. What's going on here? Well, don't worry. There's a simple, rational explanation. It's that I'm a real Renaissance man. Uh, it's a different guy. Know. Yeah, no, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different, it's a different Joel Anderson. Joel Anderson, Listen, a relatively I common name. for Slate, you know, yeah. despite the fact that I think their writing's really not that good. I mean, Anderson's uh, very common, and Joel's pretty common, so I put the two together, and you're a basic well, bitch. And, and here I am. So, but just, you know, uh, but if you're a big fan of Slow Burn... Or, you know, my work uh, as a columnist for Slate. I just think everyone should know that they should come listen to the Sports 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 podcast. Oh, think of the yeah. SEO on this episode. Only, oh, yeah. We're going to tag Slowburn every chance we can. Slowburn, yeah. Yeah. So are you the real Joel Anderson? Like, of I know. Well, I mean, here's the thing. When, you, when there are people with multiple names, sometimes there's like... Joel Anderson, and then there's like not that Joel Anderson. Right, there's like OJ. Yeah, right? yeah, no, but yeah. I'm that. I mean, like You're, when they were trying to find, they were like, we need a host for Slowburn. Right, no, it's it was a Who's different guy. Slow Let's burn. stop yeah, the conceit. A... Joel's humor is a slow burn, if a burn at all. It's slow for sure. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say it's been a minute and thirty seconds on this one, and it's, it's been a, a it's very a slow burn. So we gave Joel the intro today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we make mistakes. Joel, sometimes, sometimes we make mistakes. Joel yeah. took the intro today. <laughs> 361 episodes, and this is where we're at. You, you can know? go back and start listening just every day. Listen to one, and, a, and in a year, you will listen to our entire catalog. That's true. That's God, a good point. you know what? A part of me wants to do that once we hit 360. I think you should listen yeah. to them for the first time. Yeah, exactly. That's it'll, my be, point. it'll be eye-opening for you. All yeah. right, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to listen to one a day starting on January 1st. Next year is going to be the year. <laughs> Can you live tweet while you do it? <laughs> sure. That would be great. I absolutely will. I it's like a, that. It's a sports comedy podcast. Yeah. Joel and I are sports insiders. Phil's a sports outsider. Not, All comedians. Not any longer. What? You're I not... was at a sporting event last weekend. What? We missed the thing. Yeah. What, what, what was the sporting event? I was event? at BlizzCon, and I got to see the Overwatch World Championships. I got to see the Hearthstone World Championships. And they had the StarCraft II World Championship. So here's where Joel and I are a little bit of outsiders, so I'm going to need a little bit of context. These are yeah. eSports. Okay. Uh, Blizzard is one of the yeah. biggest game publishers in the oh, world. Oh, was this at the, world, uh, uh, that, that arena at it Olympic and Bundy? It was, yeah. Oh. No, it, it wasn't Olympic and Bundy. It was at the Anaheim Convention Center. Oh. But they, they wow. do a conference every year called BlizzCon. more capacity, Jordan. <laughs> mm. Blizzard does World of Warcraft. They do Overwatch. They do a lot of really Lost Vikings, which I grew up playing a lot of. Yeah. Uh, and they did the world championships for Overwatch. Get this. Everyone goes, oh, the South Korea team, they're unstoppable. USA won. Took the whole thing yeah, in Overwatch. Miracles! Is and, this, yes! is this yeah. another one of those rare occasions where I get to, to root for for the underdog and have it still be like us. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I don't, I mean, I, I went to a really preppy high school. We were for sure the bad guys in the eighties movies. Okay. I'm, I'm a white guy. Right. Never the underdog. Uh, but I assume, if, I assume if you went to a preppy high school that was like the bad guys in the eighties, that your football team was not good then. 
Oh no! So then your football team was but, underdogs. But we were we were in we were not in the the city division. We were in the rural division. Oh, so we were still like way richer than all of the farm teams. Oh, that we were so got the if you want an underdog story, the Hearthstone World Champion yeah. and Team for USA the, rarely an underdog. We're just too good at everything. Right. There has never been a. Uh, a woman who won a major co-ed esports champion. Double underdog! And in Hearthstone this year, the winner is a woman from China. Wow. Oh. Yeah. That, uh, well, single underdog. Yeah. I'm, I'm still excited. excited. I'm still time excited. Underdog. Yeah. Not as excited as if it was a female American. I right, don't think but, we'll see but, real progress until a woman wins Jeopardy. Yeah. But when that happens, then we'll really be there. <laughs> Jordan. Pretty, pretty sure it's happened Jordan. many times. Oh, a woman's never won a Jeopardy. Yeah. Guys. All the time. I watch every In episode. Fact, <laughs> I've watched episodes where it's been three women competing oh, against that each been, other. See, I'm right to miss it. That would have been history breaking because then <laughs> no, we would have had to, one no, of them would have had to have won. Women win Jeopardy all the time. <laughs> Incidentally, I, and that's I, not esports. I told my Trivia coworkers not about this podcast for the first time this last week. <laughs> I told yeah. who about this podcast? My coworkers. Okay, as part of my joke about being Joel Anderson, which I also did for them. Right. And uh, <laughs> and yeah. So if you guys are listening, you know, real sloppy sorry. intro, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sports real comedy sloppy. podcast. Today we have yeah. an awesome guest. We have Evander. Gosh, what was his name? Evander, Evander Kane. Kane. Uh, winger for the San Jose Sharks. Overall draft pick in the NHL draft. This is a big get. He plays for the Sharks. However, he got in a little trouble with Las Vegas. I guess he's being sued for owing a casino half a million dollars. Ooh, time to clear the air, I guess. Yeah, so so he's on to clear the air. By the way, how lucky historically are you that when you owe a casino a half million dollars, you get sued in a court of law? (laughs) Instead of getting your knees broke? changed. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Let's Bugsy wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> no, right. he would Bugsy not wouldn't have done it that way. So we have uh, we have him on the show. We're going to get to the bottom of that. You can clear the air. Yep. Phil, we got a wide world of weird sport. Goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update, watch update, cook, mid-season review. Cook, 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 Cleveland Browns Super Bowl update, watch update, mid-season review. Brought to you by a hot dog joint where there's peanut shells on the floor. We're everywhere in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns. That actually, are- <laughs> that sounds pretty nice. Few things in Cleveland do, but wait, boiled or I? We, there was a drop. We can't. Answer. Yeah, no, almost certainly boiled. If it's boiled hot dogs. I'm out. <laughs> uh, the Cleveland Browns are eight games into a 16 game season, and the best spin we can put on it is that if the owners have their way in the future, the eight game mark will be entirely too early for a mid season review. <laughs> huh. uh, first- wait, 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 Jordan. Are you trying to tell me that all of the pundits who said that the the Cleveland Browns were a trendy Super Bowl pick, could they all have been wrong? Well, here's the thing, Joel. Well, you can't do a review without going back to preseason expectations. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. God. So I let's let's start God. there. I'm so sorry. Phil, Joel too, but more Phil, say the expectations with me. Yep. The Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, Browns were a dark, dark horse Super, Super Bowl pick and a trendy, trendy pick to win the, the AFC, AFC champion North. <laughs> I that was pretty good, all <laughs> yeah. things considered. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. In every city across America, as we get close to football season, local fans and local sports radio delude themselves into thinking their team could be competitive. This is very common. Sure. It's a 16 game season. Oh, yeah. 
any given Sunday. A lot of parody in the NFL. We're led to believe. I can confirm mm-hmm. this happens in Michigan. Oh, where we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Right. This happens everywhere. We and know people who do this every year. I hear that about U of M football from my friends every year, and then they always suck. So that's not true. <laughs> not always. Lately, that's what Bill Twitter that. tells me. I didn't say that. Yeah, I know. said that. That's what <laughs> Twitter tells me. Yeah. Oh, Harbaugh needs to get fired. I've heard that every day. Uh, for follow years. Scott Bell like our account does. Yeah. Scott Bell. <laughs> You'll have a lot of fun li- what li- uh, listening to Scott Bell's tweets. Okay. At Scott Bell 021. Is that Lake Bell's brother? No, he's a sports reporter in Dallas who ah. went to Michigan. Okay. Uh, anyway, so but so Cleveland's no different than any other city, mm-hmm. right? In terms of being excited for a new season, you got OBJ. You had a seemingly 500 record or close to 500 record the previous season. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland was excited, but here's what's different. For some reason, the national media bought in on the Browns. Right. And they bought in on them to a level they've never even bought into the Lions, which, one, offensive, and two, yeah. okay, I get it. Yeah, no, sure. I mean, <laughs> the, the Cleveland Browns have more postseason victories since 1950. <laughs> I think there's, like, one team in the NFL that that's true about. Well, eight games into the season, the midway point, the Browns are 2-6, and six, the New England Patriots are 8-1, and one, society is morally bankrupt, and nothing <laughs> yeah. ever changes. Yeah, oh, good to painful. know the order of the world is unchanged. Yeah, stay in your lane, world. I'll so- bet rich people continue to get rich, and poor people continue to get poor. Yeah, with the tax cuts. Right. So I'll the, bet Pink's hot dog is ultimately <laughs> pretty disappointing, given how long the lines are. So hot out too. The, the record isn't looking good, but how are things off the field? Well, no more honeybees in 15 years. I don't give mankind much hope after that. <laughs> but also, uh, Cleveland Browns player Jermaine Whitehead was released after Sunday's loss to the Broncos because of Twitter. So here's you guys want to hear. Oh, we're going to earn the explicit tag here. I would so love to be able to go back in time and talk to myself as like a 17-year-old football fan and explain how, try to explain what Twitter is and how someday it's going to result (laughs) in mass fire. Multi-millionaires getting fired from their jobs. So after the game, a radio analyst on sports radio tweeted, Whitehead's tackling effort is a joke. Wow. Well, that's that's mean. Feel, yeah, mean, but also this is typical sports radio guy stuff. But still, yeah. what if they said, hey, Jordan's comedy writing is a joke? I'd, I'd be like, ha-ha, then and, I'm, and I'm happy. Yeah, I let's guess at least true. be fair. The effort part of it is kind of twisting the knife. It's one thing to say is tackling yeah. with a joke. When you say effort, that is, that, is meant to be a much more insulting. That's true. That's yeah. true because that's, yeah. Uh, so uh, then Whitehead, this is pretty typical sports radio guy stuff. Whitehead responded, come and get it. In blood, bitch, made ass little boy. I'm out there with a broken hand. Don't get smoked, fuck ass cracker. Phil, wow. this is oh this my. Phil, I shouldn't have to tell you, but this is typical Twitter stuff. Yeah. Oh sure. No, I'm on Twitter a lot. Okay. And I, I, by the I way, have people say similar things to me all the time. And I want to so, make it clear that I, I can say cracker because I took the power back. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so that's why I'm allowed yeah. to say that. Did Did he technically commit felony assault there? Don't get smoked. Well, Ooh. if he didn't, then. <laughs> Maybe his next tweet, which was to a fan <laughs> criticizing him, Whitehead opined, don't get shot at, little bitch. Can you whoop my ass? Fuck football. Let me know when you need the address. Then tweeted, 80 Lugrosa Boulevard, Berea, Ohio, 44017, any day of the week, all caps, cracker. Then, see again, he's not <laughs> saying he's going to attack him. Right. He's merely predicting the outcome of the physical confrontation that would occur should he come to his home. And he can say and cracker because his best friend is townhouse. Yeah. 
His final tweet, I'm going to kill you, bitch. That's oh, on blood. That's the one. That's, that's the, the one. one. That's officially <laughs> over the line. That's, Ooh, that one yep, got bad. Yep. You know what, Jordan? Equivocating in those first two <laughs> tweets has yeah. proven entirely moot. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> and if that weren't bad enough, things get worse. DJ Eric Smith is suing the Browns. That's right. DJ Eric Smith, who was incorrectly ID'd as the man who poured beer on an opposing player and banned for life from the stadium, oh, right. has filed a lawsuit because fuck you, Cleveland Browns. Wait, how's that going to work, though? Because if he wins and he wants to get the financial equivalent of a lifetime ban to the Browns, wouldn't that mean he'd owe them money? <laughs> yeah. So the, the basis Woo! of the lawsuit, and we've already reported on this, is that DJ Eric Smith did not attend the game and has not attended the game in nine years. Mm -hmm. A spokesperson for the Browns declined to comment, citing pending litigation. Again, it seems like whoever the PI for the Cleveland Browns is might not have done great background work on this uh, particular instance. Right. Well, yeah. that's Bob Civic and Peter John Baptiste, as okay. well as the uh, the Browns, First Energy Stadium, and NFL Security. They're all named as defendants in the lawsuit. Boy, that mm. is a lot of people who were unable to <laughs> confirm that this man had not been to the football stadium in nine years. The lawsuit says Smith was at home with his family the afternoon of September 8th, preparing to work as a disc jockey at a wedding at the Ariel International Center. His lawyer is planning on calling the entire wedding party to the stand. <laughs> Not just to testify that the DJ was at the nuptials, but also to see the sparks fly. Yikes. Will the maid of honor stand? You were my maid of honor! She was my maid of honor! <laughs> uh, so basically, so that, that, that's going to happen. And... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, we have to say here that the lawsuit does not make clear how the Browns attached a name to DJ Eric Smith, how they got it. Mm. And then they said that... And a lot of people are really curious at this Yeah, point. how do they do this? The suit also, Show your work, guys. Even if you get the problem wrong, if you show your work. They, the suit says that Bob Civic was rude, short, dismissive, and clearly on a mission to resolve this bad press for the Cleveland Browns and told mm. DJ Eric Smith that he was a liar, had been identified by video surveillance, surveillance tapes, and was banned from First Energy Stadium. Others overheard the call, according to the lawsuit. The suit claims Smith's reputation was damaged, and he suffered a panic attack because of ridicule. Whoa. That's right. This phone call made his fellow co-workers believe that he could have been a Browns fan. <laughs> Yikes. There's your damages, Joel. You were wondering. I mean, I the, take it back. The court is going to have to figure out. And we do have another small update. We do not know. We do know that the team realized its mistake, and apparently they said, well, we didn't do our homework. And the suit also has information that they also misidentified another individual, also named Eric Smith, not a DJ, a few days later. I don't know why they'd include that into the, the lawsuit, except to underscore their incompetence. Sure. It, it sounds like all they did was look up who held the ticket <laughs> for the seat in question, and then just started going into the phone book looking for <laughs> Eric Smith. Smith, Smith, Eric Smith. Again, the fact that the other guy was named Eric Smith now they've shown their work. <laughs> uh, and basically, uh, they, and the, here the worst part is, is the real culprit still still roaming Society. the streets of Cleveland, wasting beer, spraying it on right. people. <laughs> it's terrible. And, and, and honestly, the most, the most, the, the, uh, the ironic punishment that this fan deserves is, oh, you like spraying beer, eh? How about watching John Elway's The Drive forever? <laughs> oh. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. 
NBA even more like China than previously thought. What? Mm. Subheadline, organization also denies existence of 1989 Tiananmen Square protests. Yikes. <laughs> Bizarre the NBA would take I a know, stance on that. Right? And yeah. the Communist Party of China has come out to say that with certainty, the uh, the NBA draft when Patrick Ewing went to the Knicks, <laughs> not fixed. <laughs> and those two statements, same day. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Strange. <laughs> Very interesting. So strange. Uh, last Wednesday, in a matchup of NBA Finals hopefuls, the Los Angeles Clippers took on the Milwaukee Bucks at Staples Center. This was going to be a marquee matchup between you got NBA Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard, now with the Clippers, yep, and you got the Milwaukee Bucks reigning NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo, I nailed it. He's he's the Greek freak is his nickname. He's very tall. He's a tall man, and this was one of only two times these great teams will meet this season, which means it's only one of two times Geico can really hammer home their message. Yeah, save fifteen percent of the fifteen minutes and more in car insurance. Caveman, lizard, jokes. Yeah, got a progressive tool. No, not that one. However, the matchup was quashed when the Los Angeles Clippers announced they would be resting Kawhi Leonard for load management on his knee. This yeah. is the second time he's sat in eight games, and this is a new thing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Basically, taking into account the playoffs, uh, Phil, the, le- the season is just too damn long. Okay? Yes. Cause, and long. it has too many back-to-back games. And each game is too long. And I would say, maybe don't let half the teams into your playoffs. Yeah, but That's sure. not going to happen. Maybe shorten the season. <laughs> that's what the players would say, shorten the regular season. But that's definitely not going to happen because yep. the yeah. owners, right? Uh, so there's this new thing called load management that's all the rage these days with the brightest stars in the NBA. Okay. Especially for back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. This is the major wrinkle in this load management stuff. You pretty much have to clear it with the league if you're planning on doing it for a big game. Okay? okay. Because under the NBA's somewhat deceptively named resting policy, the NBA prohibits teams from resting otherwise healthy players for high-profile, nationally televised games at risk of a fine starting at $100,000. Because it makes the games less watchable, I assume. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, so to be clear, what they've done is organized a league in which it's extremely advantageous from a competitive standpoint to routinely rest your regular players. Uh, your star right. players. I would say your, your, star be- players. your best players. Yeah. 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 They've ignored... All of the solutions that would actually work without disrupting the competitiveness of the game. Sure. And they've ultimately landed on this, which is a way where they find the players who they're already grinding into early retirement <laughs> with their excessively long seasons. Yikes. But, but like, so, uh, honestly... But they got paid could, well. You could get three or four more years out of LeBron James's career if you cut the regular season to like fifty games. Uh, LeBron James already. Been I agree with your forever. premise. I don't know if that. I don't know if I buy in totality with that example, but I agree oh, with your premise. That I'm um, just the number of extra minutes of them plodding up and down across the floor, the wear and tear in the knees. I really think the cumulative effect is a huge driver. I think LeBron James is tough because that's a specific because he's been in the basically the playoffs. Oh, sure. Almost every year of his but career. But I think any star basketball player arguably gets two to three less seasons out of their career because they steadfastly refuse to have a reasonable number of games in the season. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with your overall premise. Yeah. So, uh, basically, but but here's the thing, Joel. Yeah. Think of the fans who paid a lot for tickets to see the stars in person. And maybe this is their one game a year. Or more importantly, think of Geico, who paid a lot... For those same stars to be seen by millions on ESPN. <laughs> right. It's hump day. Hump day, everybody. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What day is it? It's hump day. Uh, but this was a high. So this was a high profile nationally televised matchup. But the Clippers cleared it with the boss. 
They went to the NBA, and, nip, and to nip any backlash in the bud, the NBA released a statement the morning of the game confirming that it's all good because the Clips listed him, the reason for his absence, not as rest, but as load management of a knee, which falls under the category of injury or illness. Extremely weird semantic argument. Rest, no. rest, bad, bad, rest, bad, Don't rest, people. <laughs> load management, okay. But the body is the load. <laughs> Right? Yeah, no, yeah, that is absolutely correct. Well, then all rest is load management. Well, here's the thing. In talking with reporters before the game, Clippers coach Doc Rivers said regarding Kawhi Leonard, oh, he feels great. And he feels great because of what we've been doing. We're just going to continue doing it. There's no concern here, but we want to make sure. I think Kawhi made a statement that he's never felt better. It's our job to make sure he stays this way. So the NBA is kind of like uh, guys two weeks after a bachelor party. We all agreed on the same story because all of our wives talk. (laughs) And it would have worked if you had a spine, Clark. (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh, This this sounds a lot to me like, you know, we're going to have a whole lot of star NBA players suddenly developing the sort of chronic knee problems that it'd be really hard for you to tell a doctor don't exist. Right, but the NBA is playing this game where they don't want to feel like they're complicit in making the product worse to their television partners, so this has to be legitimate. And Doc Rivers kind of gave up the charade with his press conference saying, oh, no, Kawhi's fine. Oh, no, I can totally play tonight. Not a big deal. And so they released, so the NBA then after the game released a statement saying, no, he was managing an injury. Doc Rivers said something inconsistent, and we are <laughs> finding him fifty grand. Whoa! Yup. So what monsters. I'm actually I'm back in the NBA side at least a little bit. I don't. It's, I like it's that a, they found a way to like not find the player, but when they bent over backwards to make that happen, and Doc Rivers couldn't even pull it together to tell a white lie well, at a he press was, conference. Well, he was telling the truth that someone asked about him. He's, and he basically said, you know, well, he's doing, he feels great because we're doing this. Mm. And the NBA's like, don't you do this. TNT and ESPN give us a lot of money, Doc. <laughs> yeah, but this, let the people rest. Come I know, on. But no, this, look, I, I agree, but it's, I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out the absurdity of yeah. where we, like, yes, oh, yeah. the NBA should so- shorten the season, or at the very least, allow less teams in their playoffs to shorten the playoffs. That's yeah. not going to happen. But a regular season of, like, 58 games sounds very reasonable to most people. Mm-hmm. Owners aren't going to give up the gates. But instead, we have this weird dance where it's like, and, you and can't rest a player. Phil, when he says gate, he means the ticket sold. He doesn't mean that they're literally going to I take, know what a gate is. I was a stand-up comedian for many them, years. You know, it's I not thought, like they're... I thought they call it up door. The the door yeah, but I know, I know that a gate is to them what a door is to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi played in the second game of the back-to-back on Thursday, dropping 27 points, grabbing 13 rebounds in 33 minutes to lead the Clippers to a 107-101 win against the Portland Trailblazers at the oh, Staples Center. He scored 18 of those points in the fourth quarter. Helping them to grab their fourth win in six games. This Good for them. A lot to me, like you know, and my brother always pointed this out when they said, like, "Oh, hey, here's all these drugs that performance athletes aren't allowed to take unless they have asthma." <laughs> and it was like all of these people, all of a sudden, despite being like cyclists and runners who have to breathe constantly, suddenly developed asthma. 
Caffeine's latent, a drug. Latent yeah. asthma. So yeah. so weird that they'd be in a sport where asthma would be such a massive detriment. Why, why, I, I want to decide what's a drug years. and what's I, not I wanna, a drug. I want to just recap where we got to this. Is is Joel talking about asthma and cycling and you saying caffeine's a drug? Caffeine is a drug. <laughs> that is true, but that's you're allowed to take caffeine. I know, but who decides <laughs> this? Uh, I think legalize it. The, legalize the, it the all. World Anti-Doping Association. Legalize it. Joining us now on the podcast is San Jose Sharks winger, Evander Kane. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey, great to have you on the show, Evander. Yep. It's nice to be have some Canadian representation on this here podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. We, yeah. Don't, we don't have a lot of Canadians. Not on a the- lot of Canadians. I've been trying. I was wondering what that was all about. Well, well, well no, it's, we're down here in Los Angeles. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're all from Michigan. Oh, yeah. If Can- we were Canada still up in Michigan, we'd probably have a lot more Canadians on the podcast, but it's just a longer trip. Yeah, you guys I've, I once took a trip way down south to Manitoc. <laughs> really? Oh, you do know shorts San every Jose day. Is, is further south than Manitoc. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was living in Canada. Oh, gotcha. Right. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Right. Well, I think it's also one of those things, and this is a failing of the podcast, is we try to be broadcasters, so we don't cover a lot of NHL, because it's That's less true. popular of the other sports, but we're really glad to have you on, and, and we're glad to talk some hockey and some Las Vegas, I guess. Oh, yeah, I had well, some tough times in Las before Vegas. Before we get to the hockey, I think we really need to give him a chance to clear the air about, you know, uh, a half million dollar debt, some sort of confusion oh, with yeah. the casino, you're getting sued, this is all... Uh, you know, could you walk us through what exactly happened at the casino? Oh yeah, it was tough. Well, you're playing, you're playing the Golden Knights in Play, the playoffs. Playing the yep. Golden Knights in the playoffs. Probably blowing off some steam because you got a lot in your mind. Blowing off some steam because I got a lot in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, a, got a big game the next day. I had a big game the next day. <laughs> so you're thinking so I had to blow off some steam to clear my mind. <laughs> so you're thinking I'm gonna go to the casino. I'm gonna go to the casino. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Play some you know, blackjack. Play some blackjack. Maybe win some Maybe money. Maybe win some money. That's true. All of these things are true. Yeah. Okay, Vin. I mean, can I just go home? You guys are telling the no, story just no, fine. No, no, no. That's those not. were guesses. You can feel free to correct yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, there was point. nothing to correct. That okay, was a perfect right. retelling of my tale. <laughs> at some point, I mean, you you apparently start borrowing money from the casino. At some point, <laughs> I started borrowing money from the casino. That's true. So you're let's say, so you're at I don't know where you're staying, right. but you go to the Cosmopolitan Casino. Yep, I go to the Cosmopolitan <laughs> Casino. What do you do then? I think we All right, stop. what I do then is that I sit down and I'm like, oh, what is this game? What okay. is this blackjack? Okay, I would I'm excited to learn. So you'd never played blackjack? Never played blackjack before. Well, right? it's a great game to start with because yeah. it's yeah. extremely simple, super easy. Oh, yeah. Uh, any idiot can learn how to play blackjack. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I was the perfect idiot for this one. <laughs> yep. So I start, you know, I start low. I go, you know what? $50,000, right? Whoa, whoa. Wait, on one, only- on one hand? No, I, that's my marker. Oh, you I, buy in for that. The okay, way good. that I got it figured is it's only 25,000 toonies. So it's not that much, you know? Well, I mean, it was American dollars, so it's probably more like 60000 Yeah, I'm not good with the conversion rates. I just like to think that they're about the same because it's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we use the change inter- inter- interchangeably. Yeah, and- on the back of the books when it's like it's 1099 US, 1199 Canadian, I'm like, just make it one price. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's a waste of ink. Yeah, a little bothersome. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree with you. Oh yeah, so I sit down (laughs) on it, and uh, and you know what? I just I learned that if you if you say hit, you keep getting cards, 
And I was heard, I was told that the first one to 21 uh, wins the game. What well, oh, I didn't realize. Know, I mean, really, uh, it's, you don't want to hit much in blackjack. I, that's one thing I learned is that more often than not, the right call is to stay. Well, that's the problem. I thought you were supposed to get up to 21 cards. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is easy. 21 cards? Yeah, you, you, got- just, keep, you just keep saying the word hit yeah, until see. there's 21 cards down there Six on the table. Six-deck shoe, that's yeah. 24 aces. It is possible to get a blackjack with I 21 never did. cards. You, I mean, that's understandable. Oh, yeah, that was a waste of $50,000 in hindsight. Okay, so you did, lose that you pretty just quick. Kept playing, oh, yeah. try- I kept saying hit, and then after I'd get four cards on the table, they'd take them away, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I got 17 more to go before I win. Probably felt like the game was rigged, huh? The game was rigged. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah, it's it's the value of the cards that has to add up. But to everyone else seemed like they were having a great time, so I figured must be me. <laughs> Right. Well, right. They, they might be winning. Yep. Well, so they're drinking. They're having some fun. Yep. Drinking, having some fun. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, after a while, the dealer, uh, he's, they're shuffling, takes me aside, goes, you, you know, uh, it, there's also a thing called stand. <laughs> and what that means is when you take the numbers on the cards, those are supposed to add up to 21. And I went, okay, okay. <laughs> now, I, now I get it. They said, here's another little hint. Here's another hint for you. If you say double down, we flip a card upside down, you make even more money. Uh, you know what? For a second, it sounded like the uh, like the dealer was going to be the good guy in this story. Yeah. But then it reversed right back. Double there. down, you make Given even more money. Given your misunderstanding about 21 out of the gate, I would not have explained double oh, down yeah. at all. So I just started doing double down on everything. I yeah, want more see, money. So wait, exactly so wait. But first you have to get some more money, I assume. Right. Oh, of course. I went out and got another $100,000, keeping okay. it conservative. Another item is in double what you got before. As in double what I got before, yes. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and just to verify, this wasn't money you pulled out of your wallet. This was not money I pulled out of my wallet. No, I borrowed this from Las Vegas. So you understand <laughs> Yeah. You borrowed it from Las Vegas. That's oh, yeah. where I think... Okay, I mean, that's maybe right. the crux of this issue. From yeah. the Cosmopolitan. Right. Yeah. So when you took it, you understood that oh, yeah. it represented money that you were borrowing from the casino. Oh, sure, yeah. All right. I mean, I thought that it was a pretty respectable magazine. Must be a pretty respectable <laughs> casino, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So then I was getting threes. Double down. Sixes. Double down. <laughs> <laughs> One time I pulled a 17, double down. Oh, no. Uh, I was not Never getting twice the money. 17. I wasn't hitting. I was doubling down. The basic <laughs> rules of it was cards a double that down. I learned from my father, never hit on 17 is literally the only thing that we learned about. So that $100,000 went fast. Well, I imagine it did. How much yeah. were you playing a hand? Oh, I was being pretty conservative. It was like 10000 and you were doubling down. I was so doubling so down, so it, about- so it was more. That's the thing. You win double, <laughs> so, but so, you have to pay double. So to be clear, the dealer at this casino saw you sit down at the $10,000 max table. Yeah. Saw you wager $10,000 in a hand five times. Hit until you got four cards every time. Hit until I got four cards Pulled every time. Pulled you aside. Explained to you that the goal was not to get 21 cards at the $10,000 table. table. After yep. you made five bets. After I made bets. five bets, yeah. Yeah. And then he explained to you that you weren't going and for 21 cards. And then he explained cards. to me that I wasn't going for 21 cards. followed up with introducing the concept. But then followed up with introducing the concept <laughs> of, of doubling, doubling down. down. Yes, and that's true. did not suggest that you might did not suggest that I might reduce the of amount the no. bet on each of the bet on each hand individual hand. No, nope. you were learning. While the game. I was learning the game, no. But then he taught me about splitting. 
Okay, oh, so you lose, so you lose oh, another yeah. five hands, but you learn a new it. trick. This dealer is a bad person. <laughs> I don't know if he's working in commission or something, but... I don't know. It seemed like he was pretty happy. <laughs> he's sure. probably a nice guy. He's a nice guy. So it turns out that like when you get two cards that are the same card, it's like winning a little lottery. It you is. get to split your cards up, yeah. and then you, you get to play both of them. Very rarely want to do that. Very rarely want to do that. Two aces for sure. Two aces for sure. Maybe two I didn't get nines. any of those. Also depends on what the dealer's showing. No. But I thought it was about time I start up in the ante. Oh. So I went in and I uh, got another $100,000 from my friends at the magazine <laughs> Cosmopolitan slash hotel. <laughs> and then every time I got one, I would go split. <laughs> well, go figure on one of my first hands. I got a, a couple of twos and I went split. And then I drew another two twos. <laughs> <I went> split. <laughs> Lord knows, a, oddly enough. More twos. Did any of the fellow players at your table try to interject at some point? I heard some gasps. You... <laughs> there was a couple of gasps. I imagine. It was audible. Splitting twos at $10,000. Oh, yeah. There was a couple of people who got really excited. They're like, look at the guts on him. <laughs> I'm like, that makes me feel good. Was there a crowd gathering at this oh, point? Oh, there was a crowd gathering <laughs> at this point. Well, he's a professional athlete. Yeah. I, I figured it was just wanting to get he's, my autograph when I was done. He's a hockey player, Jordan. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> all right. So I'm guessing this next 100000 goes pretty quick. That went pretty quick. It all went on one hand. Just kept getting those twos. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't. It went very fast fast yeah okay so we're now we're now a quarter dealer, of a dealer drew 21 down. oh yeah, that's you tough. yeah it's tough you to are beat. you are two hundred and fifty thousand dollars into the half a million dollars that you oh yeah the casino. oh yeah all right so, so i we're, figured we're at the halfway point here and you've done three cash well this is what i figured if i just take out two hundred and fifty thousand dollars put it all on one hand win then I'll make all my money back. I just want to interject real quick. Uh, you, this is obviously you're losing money. Yeah. But you seem to be enjoying the game. Are you oh, still I was having, having a great fun? Time. Okay, I was okay. having a great time. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about going back this weekend. <laughs> Win some of that money back. Okay. I feel like I'm really starting to get the hang of the game now. Are you, you, you going to go to the Cosmopolitan? Oh, of course. <laughs> they... They have my money, and I want to win it back. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're suing you. Oh, even though they're suing me, yeah. I'll show okay. them. All sure. right. Well, well uh, I don't want to skip ahead here, but I guess I'm I'm not sure I understand why you didn't just pay them their money, though. It sounds like you understood what was happening. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing you, you lost the $250,000 bet on one hand. Oh, well, this is this is what, what happened. Was okay. it a bad beat? Okay. Yeah. No, this is what happened, all right? <laughs> so I said I was at the table, and they... Flipped one over. It was an ace is the first one I got. Oh, it's very good. The dealer uh, had a five. Okay. Then they uh, got my other card. It was a 10. And I went, oh, 11. And I walked away. (laughs) 11. Nothing's going to win with 11. I'm sorry. You left. That was a problem. You left a quarter million dollars. I stormed right out of the door. I went... (laughs) I went, oh, this is frustrating. I need to go regroup, is what I thought. Wow. You you walked away from... From an 11. That was never going to win. Well, no, 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 no. But I want to tell you, that was actually a blackjack. Because ace can be one or 11. An ace can be two things. Yes. So you walked away from that. And and and, and a blackjack pays three to two. So on a $250,000 bet, you would have made $375,000. Is that correct? Uh, I didn't know what the rules were all about. I'm I'm also still oh, I'm no. really confused now as to why the casino is suing you. That's a great question. <laughs> as, yeah. As it sounds like they owe you <coughs> 300 Are you going to be okay dollars. there? I'm sorry, I'm just You're just it seems oh, like wow. he's in awe. So you walked away and you to your mind you're out 
five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And then when do you hear from the casino next? Oh well, I was at Steak and Shake that night. Okay. A couple of goons walked in. <laughs> oh no! So I pulled their shirts over their head and beat the hell out of them. <laughs> that is how. Even when you're off the ice. Oh yeah. I used to knew a guy who was a hockey player, and at one point, you know, we were all hanging out. There was like four of us who got into like a funny fist fight. And inside of 12 seconds, he pulled all of our shirts over our head. That's what you do. You don't think it's a That's skill true. until someone's done it to you so fast you don't realize what's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that so they had to go through legal court systems for it. <laughs> I don't think they wanted to approach me with any more goons. <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. If you're a goon, I imagine that's a real blow. Oh, to your yeah. Pride. Go- goons, goons don't like to get Plus, beat up. Don't goons usually wear suits? If you got the jacket and the shirt over. Oh, yeah. When, really you're, when you're a hired goon, you wear yeah, suits. See, that's yeah. a pro. Right that's there. true. So, yeah, getting sued, that's a problem, but I'm going to win it back. I just heard there was this game called Craps. Oh, that this one's very – I'll be honest. i got to tell you, Evander, I don't know that that one's your speed. I don't well, know. Well, stick to the pass line, and I feel like he's got a better chance than he does at blackjack. Slightly. Okay. There yeah. we go. I'll stick to I the pass line until that, I start putting money on some of those other lines. Don't do that. There's a whole lot of other lines don't on that table. do that. There's yeah. ones with numbers. There's ones with different colors. You should really know what the numbers and colors mean before you make a bet. Okay, well... That's applicable to you can all go, games you can anywhere go, ever. You can teach me what the, the colors mean when you visit me in my mansion that I make from playing craps. Oh, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't think you're going to... So again, I, I guess I'm still confused. Like, why, when they asked for the money, why didn't you pay them? Oh, I don't have it. I'm broke. <laughs> I make terrible financial decisions. <laughs> I, I, we should have. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we had kind of put that problem. together. I ran yeah, out, I'm, I've been out of okay. money for a long time. I don't have $500,000. <laughs> I'm open to borrow some so I can win it back. Uh, you ask a stupid question, you get a stupid answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm down and out. I was hoping you guys could lend me a dollar oh. so I could go get a hot meal and a shower. How would you do with uh, about 2,600 uh, Italian lira? Uh, oh, 2,600. <laughs> I'm rich. Oh, boy. All right. I'll take it. Well, thank you very much, Evander. Yeah, thanks for having me. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, Amazing Grace and Chuck. Huh? Uh, the song in the NBC drama. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry, NBC Dramedy. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Amazing Grace and Chuck is a 1987 American sports drama film directed by Mike Newell and starring William Peterson, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Gregory Peck. Oh, wow. That is an all-star cast? Yeah. yeah who's, who the hell is William Peterson? Uh, I <laughs> actually don't know. The, the two all-stars were yeah. listed after whoever uh, Well, he's was. best known as Gil Grissom in the CBS <laughs> drama series CSI Crime Scene Investigation from 2000 to 2015. Oh, so, oh, he's, so he's had an entire I, career I that we didn't him. know about. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, exactly. Clearly a big star absolutely yeah. deserves, well, I mean, not over Gregory Peck, but well, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was released on VHS in the UK as Silent Voice. So it's got a different name. I'm really curious as to what the sports tie-in is going to wind up being. Chuck Murdoch, played by Joshua Swilhinky, is a 12-year-old boy from Montana and son of a military jet pilot. He becomes anxious after seeing a Minuteman missile on a school field trip. 
which is intensified by a nightmare of a fork dropping after being told that the speed and effectiveness would be done before a fork hits the floor. Okay, so the we're, we're two sentences into the summary of the plot, and yeah. we have still not mentioned sports. Well, it's a 12-year-old boy, Montana, son of a military pilot, <laughs> mm-hmm. saw a missile freak the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Understood. Can't believe it's it. It's a terrible are school you, field Phil, trip. Are you having trouble coming up with new wide world of weird sports right now? No, is this that, is sports. This is, are, sports are, is this you trying to tell us this movie's about sports? This movie not? is about sports, Joel. We haven't heard Let, sports let's hear yet. It. Let's hear it. Chuck protests the existence of nuclear weapons... By refusing to play baseball. Okay, all right. Which so results in the sentence. forfeit of a Little League game by his team. Oh, I would hate that kid so fucking oh, much. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to play Little League because there's people dying in this world from nuclear weapons. You <laughs> asshole! <laughs> They're still going to do that if we lose this game! Do you know Chuck. how many chocolate bars I had to sell to get these uniforms? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Let's let's cut if to. If I could nuke Japan right now to play this game, I would. I would. Let's cut to another player. Um, goes by the name of Amazing Grace Smith, who's a fictional Boston Celtics player, played by NBA star Alex English. Wait, so basketball? Yeah, this is a basketball player, and not any of the three stars that we've mentioned thus far. No, this is played by NBA star Alex English. So the kid's played by Gregory Peck. No, the kid is played by <laughs> Joshua Zwilhinki. Oh. We have not met we any of the... Met. I assume Gregory Taylor. Peck is a well-meaning umpire. Yeah. This is this is like the Moby Dick of sports movies. Or a referee. There's now basketball in Oh, this. that's right. That's right. Yeah. So he catches a blurb about the story in, in, in the newspaper and decides to emulate Chuck, saying he will no longer participate in professional basketball unless there's no more nuclear weapons. I mean, this is closer to... To a meaningful protest? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Still not. Still a know. histrionic work yeah, yeah. of complete bullshit. Imagine instead of NFL people kneeling, they just didn't play. That'd be a pretty big deal. Right, but do you think that would single-handedly stop police from murdering black people? How much do the police like the NFL? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, you know what? That's a fair point, Phil. Yeah. I, I will say, I guess, if you... If you if police thought that they were going to be unable to watch NFL football at all anymore, yeah, maybe they would murder fewer possibly, people. Yeah. Possibly. So this gives it nationwide coverage, inspiring more pro athletes to join the protest against nuclear weapons. Okay. Domino effect. All right. Yep. Smith then moves to Montana to meet with Chuck and buys an old barn. Which he and other athletes renovate into their residence. Exactly the plot point that I was expecting next. Right, hippie commune, yeah. (laughs) So Smith's agent, Lynn, played by Jamie Lee Curtis... There we go. ...is unsure about what he hopes to accomplish, but decides to support him and Chuck. It's a bad agent. It's a really bad... Really bad... The first question, what do you hope to accomplish with this? Right. Good agent. (laughs) Good friend. Good lawyer. Good advisor. So we've not... We know the meat of the story now. Kid doesn't like nukes, stops playing Little League, bunch of athletes join. Miraculously, this spreads beyond him getting beat up by his Little League team. Well, here's here's the climax. (laughs) So the film reaches a climax when the President of the United States... 
played by Gregory Peck. There we go. go. Only one man has the gravitas (laughs) to play the president in this movie. Very important, yeah. Did you say this movie comes out? Was it Gregory Peck doing a Ronald Reagan impression? Because Uh, it was 87, so yeah. Well, well, I don't know, but I have to ask. Uh, He personally meets with Chuck, admiring his resolve, but at the same time explaining... The practical difficulties with disarmament. <laughs> that is the climax of the movie, is the president saying, nice try, kid, but this is pretty complicated. Wait, wait, wait. So is this, was this written by, like, Oliver North? The whole point is like, well, kid, we know you didn't want people to die, but the point is we need these nuclear weapons, <laughs> yeah. and you're wrong. This is a fight against <laughs> Soviet communism. Yeah. You see. Godless, <laughs> atheistic communism that wants to kill your family. It's right? so important. I have to keep these in my pocket. And, oh, where did I put those? Right. Oh. <laughs> oh, did I put them in, oh. in the jelly bean jar? I think, it, I, think oh, I sent that Nancy, one to the Nancy, dry cleaners. where are the codes? <laughs> Nancy. The codes, Nancy. <laughs> jelly beans. <laughs> And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's good that little kid realized that everything he did was for nothing and all the athletes made a huge mistake. So this is a podcast town. This brings a close to sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Evander Kane and see if he can give you our contact information. All right. It's time for me to give them contact information. Yep. All right. You can find us on Twitter, which is a new website. You nope, go to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That was correct. That's twitter.com slash sports the number three, like one toony plus one loony <laughs> podcast. That, uh, no, not that anyone who's not from up north will understand that, but that is absolutely correct. That's one correct. One toony plus one loony. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. They just launched Facebook up in Canada. That's not true. What, yeah. Again, you've got so most Facebook.ca. It's the Facebook still. The <laughs> Facebook.ca. Yeah, I told, uh, if I ever see Mark Zuckerberg, I'll be like, drop the the, it's cleaner. <laughs> Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. There you can listen to the radio and the show will be on. Uh, we're not of, technically kind, on yeah. the radio. And anyway, yeah, thank you, you very You're much. You're welcome. Evander. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Are we sure that Gregory Peck hasn't played? Well, Bye, Joel. Joel. <laughs>